great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. There are mandates of urgency and speed. Many of you have no mandates. This is why you're taking way long to get things done. This is why you're all over the place, why you're trying to do 20 things instead of focusing on the few that can actually produce the highest ROI for you because you can't put all your eggs in one basket because that basket would expire. All right, that's what happened with many of you. Your basket would expire. All right, your eggs will get old. <laughs> all right, your eggs would expire and they would be rotten eggs simply because they've been sitting for too damn long waiting for you to fucking do something. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of feeling like a human science experiment with that cabinet full of supplements of junk you're taking every day and don't even know what it is? You can't even pronounce half the stuff you're putting in your body. I know you know what I'm talking about. So say hello to AG1. This is a supplement that I take besides protein and water. The only other thing I take, your one-stop shop for all things health and vitality. It's like having a team of superheroes in a single bottle ready to rescue you from nutrient deficiencies and boost your overall well-being. That sounds good, right? Let me tell you what AG1 is. It's the ultimate multitasker, delivering a powerful blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and other incredible ingredients all at once. It's like a nutrient-packed smoothie, but without the blender, without the mess, and without that questionable flavor combination that you had yesterday. With AG1, you'll get the nutrients you need without the taste bud turmoil. And any of you who's been taking a lot of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. But hold on, there's more. When you jump on the AG1 train today, 
you're going to get an epic offer. Here's the offer. Get a free one year supply of vitamin D. That's the sunshine vitamin that keeps your immune system and bones in top shape. And that's not all. You're going to enjoy five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment, ensuring that you stay on top of your health game even while you're on the go. And all you got to do is take a scoop of this stuff or one travel pack, eight ounces of water and your shaker bottle, which AG1 will give to you. So this is the simplest, easiest way to get nutrients for your body every single day. You don't need a blender. You don't need ice. You don't have to try random combinations. None of that garbage. Say goodbye to all of that. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and join the AG1 party for a healthier, happier you. Your taste buds and your body will thank you. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is hard work still matters. Before we get into this, let me remind everybody, I send out a text message every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point. It's called the Daily Motivation. I send out one every week as well. You can get these texts by joining my text community. It is free to join the community. We'll tell you options as soon as you join. My number is 305-384-6894. It is listed down below in the show notes. Secondly, work on your game, University. That is the only place that I do any coaching. If you have ever thought about what would it be like to work with Dre directly, is there any way? Does Dre even do anything like that? Well, there is a way. And the way is through Work On Your Game University. If you just go to that URL, which is workonyourgameuniversity.com, that link is down below in the description. You can schedule a time to get on a call with us. You can find out where you're at, where you want to go, and where you plan on being moving forward. Because the only people we work with are people who are top 2% performers or those of you who are angling to join the top 2% of performers. If you just are okay with being average and you listen to the show for entertainment purposes, that's completely fine. We don't dislike you for it, but the Work On Your Game University would not be for you. Those of you who are top 2% performers in your space and you want to go even higher or you are looking to get to that top 2%, you're not quite there yet, but you are looking to get there. You're ambitious about it. You are our people. So go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Link is in the description. All that out the way, let's get into the topic, which is hard work still matters. Now, I did a whole episode here on how hard work is not the key to your success, believe it or not. All right. So I did a whole episode where I talked about how hard work is not the key to your success. That was episode number 1112, where I said hard work is not an achievement. I told you episode 728, hard work does not beat talent. I told you episode number 618, your hard work may not be hard enough. I told you episode number 2432, why many hard workers never achieve success. So I talked about hard work not being the antidote to all challenge in life. I've talked about it many times, as you can see here on this feed and on this show. And it still is not the key to your success. Hard work is not the key to your success. And I also discussed it. One other episode I'm going to give you where I talked about the four worst inaccurate formulas you've been taught was episode number 2163. The first one was hard work is the key to success. That's an inaccurate formula, meaning the key to your success is not hard work. 
I also talked about how working harder on the right things is a great thing to do, while working hard on the wrong things is a bad idea and a poor use of your resources. However, despite all of this, all of these things that I've said about hard work not being the most important thing to what you do, and regardless of what direction from which you take these things that I've said, let's remember that hard work does still matter. And hard work does still play a significant role in a person's success versus a person's failure. And none of those cute quotes about working smarter versus working harder or delegation or about multiplying your results or scaling your business or these catchphrases that you hear people talking about all the time. All right. None of those mean that you may abstain from hard work. Scaling your business does not mean you're not still working hard. Working smarter versus working harder does not mean you stop working hard. Working smart does not mean there's no hard work involved. Delegation does not mean you stop working. So let's talk about all of these things. So 10xing your results, that doesn't mean that you don't work hard. Let's talk about this in today's masterclass because I want to make sure that many of you who, again, those of you who are book readers, online content consumers, you follow influencers, people who use these phrases often about working smarter and 10xing and delegation and all these things. You need to hire these things and use AI for this and that and the third and how you can have a business running completely on autopilot and all these things you hear people talk about. None of these things means you don't still have to work hard. None of these means that hard work is the thing of the past. And I think a lot of people from the things that I hear, the comments and the texts and the emails and the DMs I receive, it seems like many of you are being fooled I won't even say misled because it's not that the people tell you that you don't have to work hard anymore. They sell you on a concept that maybe there's little work involved, but uh, you don't sell the same way that you buy. So I think many of you have been fooled by these terms and these things that you heard into thinking that, oh, well, I don't have to work hard. All I got to do is this quote unquote easy button and everything's going to work out. Well, let's look at it. How is that working out for you? Now, now that you're thinking about that, now that I'm putting that in your face, let's get into the points here today, which is hard work still matters. Point number one. Here's the key. What do you work hard on? And also, what do you not work hard on or do not work on at all? Not even hard work, just any work. This distinction between these two, what you work hard on and what you don't work on at all or what you work easy on, let's say. This is why insight matters so much. Talk about insight in episode 1177. Insight is the key to, to going from 1x to 10x in your life. And episode 1177 was 1,600 days ago. So how many years is that? It was probably about 2018, 2019. So this is not a new concept coming from me, by the way. When you get clear on what you should work on and what you are currently working or working hard on, but should probably stop working on altogether, this is when you create breakthroughs. Let me say it again. When you get clear on what to work hard on, which is usually numbered in the few and what you are currently working on or working hard on, but should probably stop working on completely, which is usually numbered in the many. This is when you create breakthroughs. These insights, here's the caveat to everything I just told you. These insights usually come from you consulting with someone who knows things that you don't know, people who can see things that you can't see, people who have a perspective that you simply do not have because you don't have the experience that they have. We usually don't get these insights by simply doing stuff on our own over and over and over again. And as a matter of fact, often these insights don't 
usually come from things like reading books or listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos. Because if they did, well, uh, who can finish that sentence? Because everybody, almost everybody who listens to a show like this one, you listen to podcasts, you read books, you watch YouTube. All right. Have you gotten the insights that you need to take yourself to this 10x and scaling and putting your business on autopilot and all these other things that people talk about? All right. Have you actually gotten yourself to that point yet? No. All right. It's not a matter of you giving more effort, right? Right. It's a matter of you just figuring out the formula to do these things. Well, if the formula was simply coming from watching and reading and consuming, well, then you should already have it. All right. What are you missing? Did you not read the book? Did you not listen to the episode? Did you not watch the YouTube video? You see, this is where people get stuck. Let me just consume more. Let me just read more. Let me just watch more. And that'll help me get to the outcome that I want to get to. No, that's not going to get you to the outcome that you're going to get to. No, that's going to get you. That's going to help you get marginally better year by year, maybe 1%, 2%, hey, maybe even sometimes 3 or 4% better than where you were before. Again, look at your results. Look at the black and white outcomes of your results year over year over year over year. Are you 10Xing? Are you? I mean, you look at it yourself. Don't take my word for it. I'm not giving you a word. I'm asking you a question. If all it took was you just continually consuming, then it should already be done, right? Insights, folks, come from engagement with people who have different perspectives, different experiences that give us different perspectives. This is the value of consuming the right stuff from the right people at the right times. This is why me, Dre, although I do a ton of producing, I still consume. I consume books. I consume courses. I consume coaching. I attend events, but I do all those things selectively. I find a book that I like that is speaking to me in the right way. I'll read the same book four or five, six times in a row. Because it's not about me reading more books than you read or taking more courses than you took or you know, being able to identify a quote from some influencer better than you can. Who the hell cares? All right? I don't care about quotes from certain influencers because the things they're talking about have no bearing on what I'm trying to do and where I'm trying to go. So you got to be selective about these things. And I have programs, groups that I'm either in or I want to be in. I got them on my radar. Okay, I'm going to get into this one. I'm going to get into that one. I'm going to get into that one because they have specific things that I'm looking for. I'm not getting in them just to say that I'm in them and not just because they are available. And the reason why is because I'm looking for the insights that will help me focus my hard work in the right places. The challenge for many of you is that you don't know where your hard work needs to be focused, which means you are just working hard indiscriminately which is taking up resources and it's taking time, but it's not getting you where you want to go. It's not getting you to a specific outcome. And some of you don't even know where you want to be. So it's really hard for you to get to that specific outcome. You're not clear on what the process is. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you have one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it, as a matter of fact, 
All you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com. Point number two. Now that we've opened up this gaping hole here, this wound, let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is hard work still matters with an asterisk. Number two. At the top levels of performance, most people are relatively equal in skill, talent, knowledge, experience, and resources and general ability. I will also add. So what will separate you? Let me say that again. At the top levels of performance, those of you who are in that top 2% or looking to get there, most people are relatively equal in skill, talent, knowledge, experience, resources, and ability. So the question is, what will separate you from everyone else? This is not a rhetorical question. Now, in professional sports, only a top 1% of people get to play at the professional level of a sport, or at least in team sports, we'll say. And probably every other sport as well. I don't know those sports as well. But up there, everybody has talent. Everybody has skill. Everyone has a certain amount of knowledge. We all gain a certain amount of experience, and we all have access to resources. Now, again, there are variances within that top 1%, but those gaps between the people in the top 1% are minuscule compared to the gaps between the people in the top 1% and everybody else who's on the outside looking in. The difference from one player to the next at the professional level is in mentality. It is not in skill. It is not in talent. It is not in knowledge and experience and resources. No, it's in mentality. And the mentality manifests itself in actions. I was just looking at today, the day that I'm recording this, I was on X slash Twitter and they were showing the stats of LeBron James and he had a pretty solid game. His team lost the game that they played last night uh, from when I'm recording this. But LeBron had a pretty solid game, maybe 28-ish points, maybe 13 rebounds, eight assists, something like that. Pretty high shooting percentage. And I had left a response on that and said that LeBron James is a true superstar in his sport. And I'm not saying he's a superstar because I'm a fan of LeBron James. I'm not saying he's a superstar because in a hyperbolic type of way, I'm saying he's a superstar because there's a definition to a superstar. And by the way, before I even give you that definition, let me tell you the episode where I explained it. I talked about the superstar level in episode 266. I also explained it in episode 2575, the keys to superstardom. Any of you who want to be a superstar, what you do, listen to episode 2575. What makes you a superstar in a sport, for example, especially a team sport, is that you have a good game 90% of the time or higher, usually about 95% of the time. In other words, if LeBron James plays 20 games, 19 of those 20 games, he's going to have a pretty good game. You'll look at his stat line and say, yep, that's the reason why he is who he is. 19 out of 20, he's going to have a game like that. One out of 20, he might have a game where it's like, damn, that game wasn't like LeBron. He wasn't, he didn't have a good night this particular night. He was missing everything. He didn't really have as much impact on the game. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he was injured. Maybe something was going on in his head, but that wasn't a good game for him. That only happened one out of 20 times with the superstar. The superstar, 19 out of 20 times, regardless of what's happening, regardless of what's going on at home, regardless of how they're feeling, regardless of their energy, regardless of what the other team is doing, they have a good game 19 out of 20 times. That's what it means to be a superstar. Whereas, in contrasting with LeBron James' teammate, a guy by the name of Anthony Davis, who those of you who are not basketball fans may not know who he is, and just like all of you know who LeBron is, but some of you don't know who Anthony Davis is, there's a reason, because Anthony Davis is not a superstar. He's a star. He's not a superstar. A star 
is a player who have a good game mm, 65 to 85% of the time. They don't always have a good game. They have some duds every now and then, a star player. And Anthony Davis is a star. And some people want him to be a superstar. He was projected as a possible superstar. I remember when he actually became a member of the Los Angeles Lakers, teammates with LeBron. And LeBron was even intimating, okay, we want Anthony Davis to become the superstar. Because Anthony Davis is significantly younger than LeBron. So LeBron was saying, as I go into the twilight of my career, Anthony Davis can step up and become the superstar, the number one guy on the team, and I can fall back and maybe be more of a star instead of needing to be a superstar every night. But that hasn't happened because Anthony Davis just ain't no superstar. And we've had enough experience to see this. That's not a knock on him. He's still, I just called him a star. He's an all-star. He makes the all-star game. See, the all-star game is called the all-star game for a reason because it's for the stars. An all-star game usually has somewhere around, let's say, 24, 25-ish players. NBA has a fair number of star players. And they're probably maybe four or five every year who can complain that they didn't make the all-star game, but they had a case. So let's just say it's about 30 to 35 star players in the NBA. How many superstars are on the NBA? You can count them on your fingers. You got maybe seven or eight-ish is in that range. Maybe seven or eight superstars in the NBA. And again, my definition of a superstar has nothing to do with you know, their fan base or anything like that. Superstar is the player who 19 out of 20 games, they have a good game where you're like, yep, that's the reason why they are what they are. LeBron James, they normalize being great. So it's really a great game. It would be a great game for most other players, but it becomes a good game for them because relative to their normal performance, it's just average. It's an average night for LeBron. 28 points, no 10 rebounds, 8 assists. That's a normal night for him. Whereas most players in the NBA, if they had a game like that, everybody on all their family from back home would be calling them like, man, that was an amazing game you had. Wow, you killed it. LeBron does that. Nobody says anything. They're like, yep, this is pretty much what he does. That's what a superstar looks like. Well, you do great things and nobody's even surprised because you do it all the time. So any of you want to be a superstar at what you do, again, listen to episode 2575 where I broke it down scientifically and logically for all of you, and you don't have to be a basketball player to use it. Difference from one player to the next is our mentalities at the pro level of anything. So you could be a pro financial advisor. You could be a pro accountant. You could be a pro teacher. You could be a pro mechanic. You could be a pro podcaster. You could be a pro coach. You could be a pro author. The difference from one person to the next is our mentalities. And our mentalities manifest themselves through our actions. Those actions are reflected in the things that we do. How we train in sports, for example. How we train, how often we train, where we train, what abilities we bring to the games and practices from our training. That's the way that our thoughts manifest themselves in actions. So think of someone like Kobe Bryant. All of you know him. Kobe Bryant was a superstar. 19 out of 20 games, Kobe was having a great game. Good for Kobe, great for the average person. Now, did Kobe Bryant necessarily have that much more talent than every other player in basketball when he was playing? Was Kobe Bryant just that much more talented than everybody else to be at a level so far above them? No, he wasn't. And this is something that I I don't know if I talked about this in episode 2575, but I'll talk about it here. That when you're a superstar at what you do, you're skill level is not that much higher than everyone else's. Now, did Kobe Bryant have more skill than most of the players in the NBA while he was playing? The skill being a practiced ability. Did Kobe have more practiced ability than most players in the NBA? I would say yes. But if you look at the results of Kobe's legacy, like the way people talk about Kobe, the, not the fan base that he has, that Kobe's been dead for a few years now, 
and the way people talk about Kobe, the way people defend Kobe, the way Kobe has a legion of Kobe does not just have fans. Kobe has believers. Uh, Kobe has believers, not fans. And the reason that he has all those things is outsized compared to the difference in skill that he had above the most players in the NBA. His skill difference between him and most players in the NBA, if perfect basketball skill is 100, let's just say Kobe was a, a 97, right? And another player in the NBA might be like a 90. So the difference is only about 7%, right? Let's just call it 7% difference. But the difference in outcomes and the name recognition that Kobe has, the fan base that Kobe has, the money that Kobe was able to make, not only on the court, but also off the court, the legacy of his name, the way his name will live on long after he's gone 20 years from now, people will still be talking about Kobe by one name. Whereas most players in the NBA, those of you who are sports fans, you know this, most players in the NBA, when their careers end about 10 years later, you forget that they even existed until you see their name pop up. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. I wonder what he's up to. That's how most athletic careers end. They end and people are like, oh yeah, I forgot that guy because he hasn't played in 10 years. I wonder what he's up to since he stopped playing. Is he coaching now? Is he training? Is he an analyst? Is he started a business? He's still alive? No, what's he doing? He got kids playing sports? What's he doing? Whereas somebody like Kobe retires, but they're still a legend forever. The results that you get, the rewards that you get for being a superstar are way outsized compared to the people who are just stars even though the skill difference between you and the star is not that big. Everybody understand what I'm saying here? And that doesn't mean everybody should go and aim to be a superstar. Well, I mean, you can aim all you want. Not everybody's going to make it because, again, the difference is psychological. There was a difference in the way Kobe thought. Uh, There's a reason why Kobe went and made up a name for his mindset. He called it the Mamba mentality. And a lot of people these days don't even play basketball. They want to take the Mamba mentality and apply it to things that they do. But there was a mentality behind what Kobe did. There absolutely was. Now, was he that great at articulating this mentality? By personal subjective assessment, no, he wasn't that great at explaining it. But this often happens with high-level performers, that they are good at doing it. They're not that great at explaining it. I don't think Kobe was that great at explaining his mindset. I think Michael Jordan was a little bit better at explaining his than Kobe was at explaining his. The, good, the caveat with that is Michael Jordan had a guy who also had a person, his trainer, Tim Grover, wrote a book called Relentless. And his co-author helped take the thoughts that Tim Grover had and put them articulately in words because his co-author is a professional at writing. So again, relationships goes right back to what we talked about yesterday. You got the right relationships, the right people know the right people who know the right people. You can translate the things that you know into a high level, something that can be consumed on a high level, even if it didn't come directly from you. Whereas Kobe didn't quite have that luxury and he didn't live long enough to be able to get it. He probably could have got it had he gotten around the right people, but he didn't live long enough to do it. The whole point is, going back to what I'm saying about Kobe, we're still on point number two here. Was Kobe Bryant more talented than other players in basketball? Yes, he was. But his difference in talent wasn't that big. It wasn't that big. I mean, there's some of you basketball fans who don't understand the intricacy of the game, you might think Kobe was just so much more talented. He wasn't that much more talented. The difference between Kobe and other players wasn't as big as the difference in results between Kobe and other players. This is why the mindset matters so much, folks, because when you are just a few levels higher in your mindset and the way you think and your discipline and your strategies and your persistence and the way that you show up, your mentality, your discipline, your confidence, your mental toughness, your initiative, we use this a little bit better in those things on a consistent basis. The results are like 100 times bigger than the people who are only maybe 5% worse than you. This is huge. 
I mean, if you get nothing else from this episode, get this part right here. And this is an episode where I'm telling you the hard work still matters. Now, did Kobe work hard? Yes, he did. The other players in the NBA work hard? Yes, they did. Did Kobe work maybe a little bit harder? We don't know. I mean, we hear the stories, but do you really know? I mean, we know that when someone becomes a celebrity of what they do, everything they do, they call it the halo effect. Everything they do gets talked up and we kind of put sauce on it to make it seem like this person was just untouchable and they walked on water. And did Kobe work hard than other basketball players? I would guess to say, yes, he did. I would say he probably worked harder than most players in the NBA when he was playing. But the difference in how much harder he worked wasn't as big as the difference in results that he got versus the other players. Everybody get it? Maybe he worked 10% harder than other players, but his results were like a thousand times bigger. That's the point that I want you to get. It's not an equal deal. I want that point to sink in. And let me tell you what the difference was with Kobe. It wasn't his talent, even though he was talented. There were other players in the NBA who had just as much, if not more talent than Kobe. There was a guy who played in the NBA at the same time as Kobe. I was just watching one of his season highlight montage videos. A guy was by the name of Tracy McGrady. And those of you who are basketball fans know who Tracy McGrady is. Tracy McGrady had, I would say, more talent than Kobe Bryant had. Just raw talent. Just ability to play basketball. Tracy McGrady was taller than Kobe Bryant. He had bigger hands. He had longer arms. He had a bigger physical build than Kobe. When Tracy McGrady played basketball, he just made it look like it was very easy. Like He could just dominate a game without really trying hard. Kobe dominated games too, but Kobe tried hard to dominate games. Tracy McGrady would dominate games without trying hard. At least, let me change that saying. Let me change the, the language of that. Kobe dominated games without trying hard. Tracy McGrady scored a lot of points without trying hard. No, Tracy McGrady was a guy who scored a bunch of points. He didn't win a lot. He would do it without even breaking a sweat. Whereas Kobe, if he scored 30 points on you, he was breaking a sweat. He was trying harder than Tracy McGrady did. And that plays a, a little bit of a role in the outcomes that those two guys had. Whereas some of you who are not basketball fans, I have no idea who Tracy McGrady is. Those of you who are basketball fans are nodding your head right now because you know exactly what I mean. Tracy McGrady had more talent than Kobe Bryant, I believe. Just raw basketball playing ability. He had more talent than Kobe, but he didn't have the same mindset as Kobe, which is why all of us know Kobe, even if you don't watch a second of basketball. And those of you who don't watch basketball have no idea who this other guy is that I'm talking about. What Kobe had was a different mindset, which led to him Follow everything I'm saying here. Don't take anything out of context. Kobe had a different mindset, which led to him putting more effort into his game, less effort into other things that many of his peers were putting effort into. All of that manifested itself in what? The difference in Kobe's outcome versus everybody else's outcome. This is why, again, those of you who are not basketball fans, I don't have to say his last name. Everybody knows who I'm talking about when I say Kobe. And I say basketball and Kobe, everybody knows what I'm talking about. And Kobe has legions of believers. He doesn't have, again, he doesn't have fans. Tracy McGrady has fans. Kobe Bryant has believers. And there's a difference. LeBron James has believers. Michael Jordan has believers. Now, it was a different era with Jordan because the internet wasn't anything close to what it is now. But Jordan has believers. LeBron and Kobe have believers. Most players who play basketball, even at the NBA level, even those in the Hall of Fame, there are players in the Hall of Fame I can name right now. Those of you who don't follow basketball have no idea who these people are. They're in the Hall of Fame. I mean, in top 1% of the 1% who ever played basketball, most of you have no idea who they are, even though they're in the Hall of Fame. Isn't that crazy? The difference in outcome is the mindset. Jordan's in the Hall of Fame. LeBron will be. Kobe is. But the difference in 
the recognition, the results, the outcomes of their overall lives that transcend basketball is only for a select few. Those are the ones who, again, they have the, as they say, the Q rating, where people who don't even follow the thing know who you are. All right, that's it. Like, I know who Cristiano Ronaldo is, and I don't watch soccer at all. I've never watched a soccer match, not one, but I know who he is. Now, is, he, is it because he's just that much more talented than everybody? He ain't that much more talented. Now, he may be more talented than most, but is he that much more talented than every other soccer player to where I know him, but I can't name a single other soccer player? No, that's not the difference. There's something in the mindset. And I know nothing about Ronaldo. I don't even know if a guy speaks English. But as far as he, I bet the difference with him and the other soccer players, even the stars, is the same as the difference I just articulated between Kobe and the other stars who played in the NBA, even the guys who were in the Hall of Fame, even the guys who made the All-Star game every year. It's mentality. Difference in mentality leads to a difference in actions, leads to a difference in outcome. Everybody catching what I'm saying here? Be, do, have. And it manifests itself in the difference between one person's career versus everyone else's career. Something that Kobe said during his playing days, this is probably about 2009. And this is around the time when LeBron James had famously made the statement that his goal was to become a global icon. This is what he said. LeBron said, I want to be a global icon. This is before LeBron had won any championships. and He was getting a lot of criticism for not winning championships, despite the fact that he had a lot of talent. LeBron James clearly was just made for basketball. This guy might be one of the most blessed basketball athletes we've ever seen. That is not to diminish the effort that he's put into being who he is for uh, going on two decades. But this guy was blessed with physical abilities that we've never seen in a basketball player and IQ and vision and all these things. But at the time, he said he wanted to be a global icon. He hadn't even won a championship in basketball yet. And this is around the time when social media was starting to become a normal phrase. This is when everybody was starting to use all these applications that now are part of our everyday lives. And someone asked Kobe about that because at this point, this is a time when a lot of ball players, specifically basketball guys, were getting all these opportunities to build up their personal names and their personal brands outside of basketball. So guys are doing sneaker deals. They're making uh, t-shirt lines. A lot of athletes were building their own websites at this point. Again, this is when this was becoming a new thing, 2009. And now this is normal. But athletes are getting their own websites, doing branding deals, fashion modeling, all this kind of stuff, because now athletes can kind of put their own voice out there through social media, whereas before, the only way you got your voice out there was through the media. Now it was social media. And someone asked Kobe about it. Like, Kobe, what are you going to do? Are you going to build a brand? Are you going to get your name out there? Are you going to have a website? Are you going to do all of this stuff that we see everybody else doing? And you know what Kobe said? Kobe Bryant said, and I want you to pay very close attention to what he said. It tells you a lot about it. And it connects perfectly with a lot of things we've been talking about here on the show over the last month. Kobe said, all these guys are out here trying to build brands. I'm just trying to win as many championships as possible. Close quote. Now, what have we been talking about just here today? What we've been talking about the last few weeks here on the show, that Kobe got clear on exactly what his outcome was. What was the success? I want to win as many championships as possible. And he was going to turn away and eschew everything else. I'm not trying to build a brand. I don't want to get known on social media. I'm not trying to be a global icon. I don't want to get a bunch of followers. I don't need a t-shirt line or socks or any of that. I don't need to be on a magazine cover. 
I just want to win as many championships as possible. Now, I want you to check this out. Pay attention. Even though Kobe wasn't aiming for any of those things, guess what? He still got them. He still had it's still Kobe memorabilia. He still had his own sneaker. He still had a bunch of fans. He still had a bunch of followers on social media, even though he didn't even use social media like that. He still got all of the things that all the other players were trying to get intentionally. He got them all without even trying because he was focused on his main thing. He didn't even try to get those things. They just came to him because he was so good at the main thing that all the other stuff came his way as a byproduct of him doing the main thing so well. I really wish that there's some people listening to this right now who really, really, really need to get this point. He focused so hard on one thing that all the extra stuff that most people feel like they got to do it all. They got to feel like they got to be an octopus. Everybody know what an octopus is? is a fish with eight arms. That's why I call it octopus. Octo stands for eight. Most people feel like they got to be an octopus. They got to do eight different things at the same time so they can get everything. They don't leave any opportunities on the table. That's how most people live their lives. Let me do all of these things all at the same time. Kobe said, I don't need to be an octopus. I'm going to ride a unicycle. Everyone knows what a unicycle is? It's a bike with one wheel. All right, you see like people in the circus riding around on these things. A unicycle. Kobe said, I'm going to ride a unicycle to just winning as many championships as possible. He ended up winning five championships, by the way. And because he did so good at just trying to do that, all the other stuff that he would have needed eight legs to go and reach, that stuff started coming to him. He attracted it to him without even trying to reach for it. Whereas many of his contemporaries were like, let me try to reach for all this stuff. And anytime you divert your attention to more than one thing, that means you're not giving your all to the one thing. And there's a book out there called The One Thing. Any of you haven't read that book, you should read that book. Even though the book is, the title is a little bit misleading. It's not exactly what the book is about, but in a way it is that if you just figure out this one thing, everything will be successful. That's not really the thing. And Kobe had his one thing of, I want to win as many champions as possible, but there were many elements that led to that. All right. So it doesn't mean Kobe just had one thing to do every day. He had many things to do, but they were all pointed in the same direction. Everybody understand what I'm saying? It's kind of like those dog races that they do up in Alaska and stuff where they have the, what animal is that? Is that husky? I believe it's a husky. Those huskies where they get like eight or 15, I don't know how many dogs go in those things. And they get them all on a sled and they race across the, the frozen tundra. Uh, he had, Kobe had all his Huskies pointing in the same direction, which is winning championship. Whereas many other players who were playing, they were like, all right, let me build a brand over here. Let me get known on social media over here. Let me get my t-shirt line going over here. Let me build my website over here. Now let me go start this cigar line over here. I'm going to have a restaurant back home. Now we're going to franchise it. I'm going to open multiple restaurants. And I'm going to have a sales funnel going over here. And this person just offered me a deal over there. And I'm going to do that this summer. And I'm going to have all these other things going on. And oh, yeah, let me make sure I work on my game and play basketball, too. Do you think it's a coincidence that Kobe Bryant outperformed his peers? It's not a coincidence because, again, as I told you, Kobe wasn't LeBron as far as physical giftedness. Now, there's a baseline. I've told you this many times. There's a baseline of physical ability you got to have to be an NBA player. Kobe was above that baseline, clearly. And that's how you get drafted. But. LeBron's ability above most basketball players, LeBron might be one of the most gifted players we've ever seen on top of the fact that he had the mentality to do all the stuff and do his thing. I mean, do all the stuff as far as maximizing his game. And LeBron was doing a whole lot of other stuff besides basketball. But at the same time, he's been able to be great at basketball. I believe that it's because he has some, some physical tools that most basketball players simply don't have, even NBA guys. Kobe was not that. 
Kobe was not so amazingly more talented than everybody else. LeBron kind of is. And that's not knocking LeBron. I still believe he's the second best player of all time, Michael Jordan. And he, you had to do something to do that. You can't do that by accident. I don't care how talented you are. But Kobe didn't have that. But he did have the mentality. And unfortunately, as I said, he didn't get to live long enough to where he could articulate his mentality, which I think he would have done very well had he stuck around long enough to do so. Michael Jordan's not a public guy. He doesn't talk too much. Michael Jordan's still alive. Right? He ain't on no social media. He don't really talk. So people talk about Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant was a guy who was going to talk. Had he stayed around long enough, he would have articulated his mindset in a way that people could have learned it even more pointedly than what I'm explaining here today. But hopefully I'm doing it justice. I hope you all get this point here, even if you're not a basketball or a sports person. I'm a sports person, so I often cross-talk these sports with life stuff that we're talking about here today. And I hope you all are getting this. And basketball fans, I really know that y'all are getting it. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. But those of you who are not sports fans, y'all should be getting it too. All right, this is my skill. This is my gift and my ability to help you understand this, even if you don't know the specific thing that I'm talking about. So Kobe's mindset difference manifested in in how his career played out and his post-career played out versus everybody else's. Most people, when they stop doing a thing, almost everybody forgets about the fact that they did that thing. About five years later, you're forgotten. Nobody knows who you are. Oh, you used to play better. I remember you. You did used to play. That's how it is. But there's a handful. Those who really have a legacy, who they stop playing and they get talked about as if they're still playing five years after they stopped. Kobe stopped a long time ago. He passed away years ago. He still has, I still see Kobe Bryant jerseys and I live in Miami. And I know any of you who's in Southern California, you see him every day. Kobe has, again, believers, not fans. So if you look at a sport like basketball, which is the one that I pay the most attention to, if you can't tell, Notice how many basketball players these days are doing a lot of other things besides just playing basketball. Their minds are on multiple things. Kobe Bryant didn't do nothing else. All he did was play ball. That's all he did. Now, again, it's not to say he didn't have endorsements. Not to say he didn't eventually hop on social media. He did those things. He would do the magazine interviews and he would go on ESPN every now and then. He was on some covers of magazines. I mean, because that stuff comes with the territory when you're in that position. But the difference is... And I will say this, and Kobe could have said it for himself. I, he probably did. You was, Kobe did a good number of interviews. So you can probably find some where he actually said this himself. And I know this was true because I can see these things. Kobe wasn't angling for them. He wasn't trying to get them. Whereas you look at somebody like LeBron, I'll use him as a juxtaposition here because he's a good juxtaposition. LeBron tries to do these things. Kobe wasn't trying to do them. Michael Jordan didn't try to do them. LeBron tries to do them. Uh, he has his own podcast where he talks about himself, or it's not even a podcast, it's a TV show, where he basically talks about himself. And whatever he wants to clear up, he goes on his own show and does it. That's what he does. He tries to do these things. And then other athletes who don't have LeBron's ability or accomplishments, they go and do the same thing. They're dividing their attention amongst multiple things. Whereas, again, I'm trying to help you all understand the difference here so y'all can see the key and why, as I tell you all the time, the opportunities and opposites, right? Kobe did the opposite of what almost every athlete is doing, even to this very day. What's every athlete doing these days? 15 different things in addition to the sport that they play. Some of you are athletes listening to this right now. I'm talking about you. Yes, I'm talking about you. You're doing 15 other things besides play your sport. Kobe Bryant did one thing. And he put all his resources into that one thing. And look at him. Now look at you. 
and look at all the other athletes around you trying to do 15 different things at the same time. What separates you from all the rest of them? What separates any of them from you? The answer is nothing because y'all look the same. Y'all doing the same thing. All of you are dividing your resources amongst multiple things instead of putting it all in one pot. See, the challenge of putting everything in one pot. Let's be clear. Kobe put everything in one pot. That don't guarantee you're going to become a legend. Doesn't guarantee you're going to have believers. Doesn't guarantee you're going to have a bunch of people who will basically pray at your feet four or five years after you died, like Kobe does. And I'm not saying that to disparage Kobe fans, but any Kobe fans listening to this, tell me I'm lying. This guy put all his eggs in one basket and he watched the shit out of that basket. And that's how he became who he became. Most people are afraid to put all their eggs in one basket because if that basket fails, well, then you ain't got nothing left. That's the risk. See, this is confidence versus courage, folks. That's why I talked about what I talked about in episode 2740. See, the courage to put all your eggs in one basket. If you put all your eggs in one basket, don't guarantee it's going to work out. What if none of those eggs hatch? All right, then you just lost. That's it. You lost the game. Are you willing to take the bet? Most people don't want to take the bet, so they hedge their bets by trying to do 20 things at the same time. So just in case one of them don't work out, at least I got something else. Okay, that's fine. And you're right. You will have something else. Problem is, you won't become a legend like Kobe did. So again, episode 2174, no perfect scenarios in life, only trade-offs. What trade are you willing to make? And Kobe has some trade-offs. If you talk to, you read any books about Kobe uh, during his career, uh, he was socially awkward for a lot of his career. He started to kind of clean himself up a lot by the time he retired. And he seemed more like a normal human being. But in the, the part of his career where he was playing, he was socially awkward because he never really got a chance to develop as a human. He didn't really get a chance to develop his human social side because all he was doing was fucking playing basketball, trying to be the best player he could possibly be. So the trade off for him was that socially he wasn't really there. Read some books on Kobe. Those of you who are Kobe fans or basketball fans, go read the books about him. There's been plenty of books written about him. Read the books his coaches wrote. Read the books that authors wrote. And many books about Kobe that talk about many things about him that will be enlightening to you to help you understand the trade-offs that he made in order to be who he became. Read about how he met his wife. That's an interesting story. I'm not even going to tell it to you. You go read the books. You can find it out yourself. The whole point is, for the majority of his career, and I went on a long tangent here talking about Kobe. Hopefully you all are getting the, the value of this. It's going to make for a very long episode. But for the majority of his career, Kobe didn't do anything but basketball. At the beginning of his career, he did have a half-hearted attempt at rap music, which we got to point that out. Those of you want to laugh at something, go look that up. Kobe rapping on YouTube is pretty funny. And he wisely realized very early in his career, he realized that was a bad idea. He trashed that. He never tried to rap again. And he just focused on his main thing was to play ball. Magic formula, folks. Kobe became a legend of basketball. You athletes listen to this right now. You parents of athletes, you coaches listen to this. Have your players listen to this episode. I don't think you should try to paraphrase what I've said here. I think you should let them listen to this. You see athletes at strip clubs, DMing Instagram models, making rap albums, getting fooled by what's supposed to be an Instagram model or ain't an Instagram model, uh, trying to be business moguls, launching venture capital funds, designing sneakers, doing everything other than maximizing on their basketball ability. No wonder you don't know their names. No wonder. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens. 
is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question. Who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have in what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process. And let me let you know. It is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping and I'm gonna give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're gonna have what you wanna have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number three. That was only point number two. Point number three. <laughs> Today's topic, once again, is hard work still matters. Number three. I've talked to a lot of people over the last two decades of being an online content creator, me being a content creator. I've talked to a lot of people. And the most common bad habit that I see, and this crosses again across all industries, basketball players, entrepreneurs, students, everyone in between, is that people are fucking lazy. Let me take another sip of water while you marinate on that point. common bad habit that I see. I spent a decade talking to basketball players. And over the last decade plus, since probably about 2010, this is when my audience started to expand outside of sports. Last 13, 14 years, I've been talking to entrepreneurs, students, and everybody else in between, many of you. Common bad habit that I see is people are fucking lazy. I used to talk exclusively to basketball players. From 2005 to 2010, my whole audience, 100% was basketball players. You would be surprised. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised how often I heard from a ball player who would tell me that they wanted to be great at basketball, but at the same time, Dre, here's my problem. I don't always have the drive or the determination to go to the gym and actually practice every day the way I see you, Dre, doing it on YouTube. This is how I built my audience. I used to put basketball videos on YouTube every single day. Same way this show comes out every day, I used to put a basketball workout or drill on YouTube every single day. We are creatures of habit. <laughs> and I would get ball players who would say to me, Dre, I want to be good too, but I just don't feel like practicing every day. Well, no wonder you can't fucking play. You don't practice every day. No wonder you can't make a layup with your left hand. You're right-handed, but you can't make a left-hand layup. No wonder you can't dribble. No wonder you don't know how to box out. No wonder when the coach calls a play, you don't know what the plays are. No wonder you didn't make the team. No wonder when you go play pickup ball, nobody wants to pass the ball to you. You can't play because you don't practice. Folks, hard work still matters. You want to be good at what you do, you still got to work at it. This show comes out every single day. You think I just turn on the mic and these words just magically come to me? I wish I was that good. But I premeditate what's going to be talked about on this show before I record it. Every week, I sit down, I flesh out, or right, what are the episodes I want to have at the ready, just in case I have enough time to get them all recorded this week. I already know what episodes I'm going to record. I could sit here and look at this and tell you what episodes are coming. I'm going to record by the time you hear this. I don't know when it's going to be when, by the time you hear this, but my episode is going to come out January 1st, where I talk about the focus for the year. I do that every year. That episode is going to get recorded soon. I'm going to do a two-part series on six scary things that every entrepreneur must do. That'll probably be the next episodes that come out on this particular feed. I'm going to talk about what happens. Nothing happens until you commit. I'm going to talk about how to be a good writer. I'm going to talk about 
Deion Sanders, who we talked about a few episodes back. That episode is coming. I'm going to talk about how we are living in a society of quitters. I'm going to talk about systems that suck and what you need to do about them. I'm going to talk about three levels of fast. Those are all coming. Those are probably the next episodes coming up on this very show. So if you're listening to this uh, days after this episode came out, you look down the feed and you see, I just told you exactly what's coming on the show because I know it's coming because I'm planning it out. I'm not telling you that to impress you, but to impress upon you. I wish I was that talented to just turn this on and just came out. I wish. Maybe one day. But I do the work. A lot of athletes, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people are just fucking lazy. People just are lazy. Athletes, this is why you're not going to play in college. This is why you don't have a shot of playing pro. You're too lazy. You're not doing the work. At least, here's the credit that I'll give to the athletes. At least the athletes will come to me and tell me directly that they didn't want to do the work. I'm going to hear from athletes all the time. Like every week, I got a few messages from athletes who would say something just like that. Dre, I want to get better, but I simply don't feel like practicing and working hard and doing the drills and all the stuff I see you doing. I want to do it, but I just don't want to do it. At least they were honest about it. You entrepreneurs, y'all are worse. You entrepreneurs and business professionals with the business cards to prove it, y'all are worse because y'all will lie about the shit. At least the athletes told me the truth. I can't say for entrepreneurs that they come and tell me the truth. Entrepreneurs are generally, and here's the reason why, I believe. The entrepreneurs that I talk to these days are generally much older than athletes I used to talk to. The athletes I talked to were 13 and 24-year-old young males who were ambitious about basketball. So they didn't know how to lie yet, at least not how to lie artfully. Uh, you entrepreneurs, y'all got good at this. Y'all get good at this shit. By the time you're 30, 35, 40, 50, you get really good at lying. Entrepreneurs generally older, generally smarter, more tricky with the language because you have decades more experience using language. And thus, Entrepreneurs come up with really clever ways to say the same thing that the athletes would say, but in different language, but the same outcome, same outcome for the same reason. Know the reason is entrepreneurs is many of you are fucking lazy. You just don't want to do the work. So let me help you all out with a few things. Now I'm going to, I'm going to ruffle some feathers. I'm going to talk to some of you directly. It does not take six months to write a book that is 100% your story and requires no research. Authors, it does not take six months to write a book. That requires no research. How is it taking you six months to write a book? Sit down at the computer and start fucking typing. How is that taking you six months? You can even turn the mic on and talk. You can just tell your story. Whatever story you're telling. Most entrepreneurs I talk to are writing a book that's about them. They're just telling something that they did, something that they lived, something that they experienced. How does it take you six months to write that down? Just turn the mic and talk and let the text to type do it for you. It's free. Six months? It does not take three months to launch a website. Graphic designers. It's not take a month to start a podcast. Podcasters. It's not take a year to put together and launch a course. Course creators. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oftentimes, the people are doing things slowly and adding time to a situation is because they're too lazy to do it with urgency and speed. I told you, fast and now are your new defaults out here. So any of you didn't know, fast and now are your defaults. I told you this in episode 2738. Many of you are taking way too long to get shit done. This is in Work On Your Game University. We have a four-part framework, mindset, strategy, system, and accountability. This is the accountability part. How is it taking a month for your website to come up? Not long it takes me to put up a landing page and a site if I decide, one day. Not even a whole day. 
if I wake up one day and I decide, you know what, I'm going to put out a sales page for this particular course that I have, and I'm going to make it available for a week to sell. I got to put together the sales page. I got to do the upsell page. I got to do the thank you page. I got to do the automation emails. I got to make sure I have emails sent out to announce it and all of that stuff. That will all be done by 12 o'clock that day. 12 o'clock in the afternoon, it will all be done. All of it. Sales video, the sales page, the images, the graphics, the copy is written, the emails are scheduled, they're out, the abandoned cart emails. That means if somebody starts to make the purchase, but they don't finish it and we email you automatically. All right, that's all going to be ready. Everything's going to be ready. It's going to be out by 12 o'clock that day. I'm not telling you that to impress you, but to impress upon you. That's not because I'm some genius. It's because there are mandates of urgency and speed. Many of you have no mandates. This is why you're taking way long to get things done. This is why you're all over the place. Why you're trying to do 20 things instead of focusing on the few that can actually produce the highest ROI for you because you can't put all your eggs in one basket because that basket would expire. All right, that's what happened with many of you. Your basket would expire. All right, your eggs would get old. <laughs> right, your eggs would expire and they would be rotten eggs simply because they've been sitting for too damn long waiting for you to fucking do something. That's a bunch of you right now. This is the one place where hard work is a solution to your problem. See, sometimes I feel like when I talk about hard work is not the key to your success, sometimes I feel like I'm giving some of you an escape clause because many of you haven't even mastered the hard work part yet. See, hard work not being the key to success only matters after you have done some hard work. See, hard work's not the key to my success because I've done a, a whole lot of hard work for many years. So hard work's not the key to my success. But those of you out there who haven't done any hard work yet, hard work is the key to you actually moving yourself forward. So when I say hard work's not the key to success, I should put an asterisk after it and give you this disclaimer every time, but then it would take too long. Hard work not being the key to your success, again, only matters after you've done a certain amount of hard work or right, you've gotten to a certain level. It doesn't apply to everybody the same way. So I'll take responsibility for that. All right, if I misled some of you who've never done any hard work in your life, all right, I misled you to thinking hard work is not the starting point. Start work is where you start. And that's why I did this episode. Just want to make sure that I got this on the record. And everything that I want to make sure entrepreneurs know, I put it all out here on the record here. So unlike Kobe, unfortunately, all right, everything that I'm thinking, all the mindsets that I have and the, the frameworks around them, I put out here on this feed right here so that all of you have access to it. So if anything ever happens to me, you got access to all of this. All you got to do is listen to this over and over and over again. If my kids don't get a chance to learn from me directly, then any of you meet one of my kids, tell them, just listen to your dad's show, his masterclass. Listen to every single episode he ever put out over and over and over again. You'll know everything you need to know to be successful in life. But all that said, let's recap today's class, which is hard work still matters. Right, for any of you who thought it didn't, any of you following these automations and AI and scaling and 10x and uh, delegation and Put your business on autopilot. Yes, you can do all that stuff after you do some hard fucking work. And you still got to do hard work after that. Point number one, the key here is what you work hard on and what you also do not work hard on. This is why insight matters so much. This is why you, depending on your own brain, is a failing strategy. Number two, at the top levels of performance, most people are relatively equal in skill, talent, knowledge, experience, resources, and ability. What will separate you? In professional sports, top 1% play at the professional level. What's the difference between the highest level performers, the ones who get remembered long after they stop playing, and everybody else. It ain't skill. It's mentality. Mentality manifests itself through actions. The actions manifest themselves through outcomes. And those outcomes are 100 times bigger for those who just go a little bit higher in terms of the effort and the work, which is based on the mindset that led them to doing the effort and the work. If y'all get nothing outside of this episode, get that part. Listen to point two over and over and over again where I talked about Kobe. Number three, I've talked to a lot of people over the last two decades 
being a content creator that I am. And one common bad habit I noticed between athletes, entrepreneurs, students, everyone else is that many of you are just fucking lazy. You're just not doing the work. You are taking way too long to get things done. You are way too slow. You are not holding yourself to standards. You have no mandates. You have no accountability. You don't have any parameters that are forcing you to put more effort and more urgency into what you're doing. That's why it's taking so damn long. Time is your most valuable resource. This is the reason why things are not getting done. And until you fix that urgency issue, I don't give a damn how many books you read, how smart you think you are, or even how hard you think you're working. Until you put a mandate to get things done within a certain time frame, you're not working nearly as hard as you need to be. And hard work still matters. Text me senior in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game university. You want to work with me directly. You want to learn how to put all your eggs in a basket and don't let that basket get destroyed. Don't let those eggs get broken. Get the outcomes that you actually want to get to. This is why I tell you we're looking for people who are in the top 2% or those of you who want to be in it, not those of you who are okay being okay. Go to workingyourgameuniversity.com and stop bullshitting. Work on your game. Dre, all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Are you tired of risking your health with every sip of water that you take? And you are doing that if you're drinking tap water or plastic bottle water. So don't worry about any of that anymore because we got the perfect solution for you. Introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate water filter that guarantees you clean filtered water every single time. Gone are the days of worrying about contaminants in your tap water because AquaTrue has your back. With its advanced filtration technology, it removes 99% of over a thousand contaminants. We're talking lead, mercury, even microplastics. Not only does AquaTrue keep you hydrated, but it also ensures that you stay healthy. Why drink water that could potentially harm your body when you can have peace of mind knowing that every drop you consume is pure and clean? So this fantastic feature that AquaTrue has is its sleek and compact design. Unlike those bulky and unattractive water filters, AquaTrue fits perfectly in any kitchen, saving you precious countertop space. So who says staying healthy can't be stylish? But hold on, let's address one more thing if we had to dig deep. Some users have noted that AquaTrue requires periodic filter replacements, but honestly, is that really a big deal when you consider the multitude of benefits it provides? I don't think so. So why wait? Take control of your water quality today and experience the wonders of AquaTrue. Not only will you be sipping on refreshing and clean water, but you'll also be safeguarding your health and the health of your family with every glorious gulp. Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Order your AquaTrue now at workwhenyourgame.com slash AT for AquaTrue. Workwhenyourgame.com slash AT and drink confidently. AquaTrue cannot prevent you from becoming the superhero you've always dreamed of being, but it can keep your water superhero level clean. Again, that's workwhenyourgame.com slash AT. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier, or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to, but dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers 
always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to workonyourgameuniversity.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's workonyourgameuniversity.com.